What's up? And welcome to Espresso with Erin and Sarit, the show where you go to gain the confidence and self-empowerment that you need to live your best and most authentic life. Tough love conversations to reveal the simple truths that will transform your relationships, your body, and your bank account. We are your hosts. I'm Erin. And I'm Sarit. And we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and financial habits that have transformed ours. Good morning. And welcome back back to the show. So something happened with the internet. You know what, you guys? This is the first lesson of today. In life, a lot of shit's going to happen that's outside of your control. Do the best with what you got. Exactly. And you know what? Before we got kicked out for, I don't know, the bad connection or whatever, um, there was a comment in there that said something about, like, I have anxiety about getting used to the new setting or something like that, us being on opposite sides and not being in, like, the office that we're in. Somebody said that? Yeah, I think it was a joke. I think I really think it was a joke. But I thought how like some people really some people really freeze under change. Don't let that be you. I mean, th- this not everybody in this room is going to do that, but I I thought about that concept where like things change and people freak out. And I know that that's been me before, but it's like um Things are going to change all the time. That's evolution. There used to be dinosaurs and now there's not dinosaurs. Things change. So. And also, you know what? Today we're just going to um, hone in and take ownership of imperfect action. I don't know if you saw um, LW's comment, but we are live on your page, not even on the ENS page. So, really? So if you know like any of the peeps oh from the ENS my. page who will be who who do plan on watching the show, just like can you drop in the comments <laughs> their name, tag them in it, um, so that they can join this because oh we are obviously live on a different page. But you know what? That's fine. Imperfect action will get you way farther than perfect action done consistently ever will. Okay. So, um, we're here in the East Coast time zone, super happy and grateful to be living three hours ahead of time because boy, 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 so much greatness happens between 6.30 and 9.30. And if you have an advantage of living it ahead of time, then you're winning. Um, one of the reasons why we will be moving here next month. So fingers crossed from all of you guys that we will be finding a place. Um, the ENS army is moving to the East coast. I can't believe that I, like four years ago, there's no way in hell I would say that, but you know what? I've embraced it. Okay. So raw transformation day one begins today for anybody who did make the decision to join the raw transformation. Please drop it in a chat box. And by the way, you have made the right decision this is one of the the one of the first of the many powerful decisions that you will make in your life making the right decision starts with one decision 
every day in life, I know I could have said it better, <laughs> but to become a decision to be, is a decision. But to become, but to become a better decision maker, all you have to do is take one or decide right with one decision. How would you word that? Make make the right decision one time. Make make continuously the, make the right decision. Yes, but like right, that, like it's incremental. Like it's 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 one decision at a time. Over and over and over and over and over and over and over. All day long, all week long, all month long, all year long for your whole life. Where you are, where you go is dictated by every single decision that you make along the way. This one and then that one and then that one. Yeah, the flavor of ice cream that you want to get from Ben and Jerry's is a decision. Hmm. And it matters somehow, some way. And it will affect you somewhere and someday. Every single decision and we want to like a lot of people want to, I think it's very common to say, you know, oh, I'm, uh, this is the state of my life because blame, 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 blame. But every single minute, every single minute you're making a decision. I'm deciding to walk this way. I'm deciding to write that down. I'm deciding to take a sip of my coffee and every single thing has a consequence, positive or negative or neutral. It doesn't even matter. I take a sip of my coffee. If I, if I choose to take a lots of sips of my coffee, I'm going to have the consequence will be, or the result will be that I got to go to the bathroom eventually, right? Every single decision that you make has an outcome. And when you can take ownership of that, you start realizing you have way more power than you thought you did. Mm -hmm. And you can make your life absolutely miserable with that power, or you can make it absolutely grand with that power. Mm. Your biggest liability can become your greatest asset mm -hmm. and vice versa mm -hmm. as our dear friend and mentor Grant Cardone says but the only thing that will determine that is this right here what's between your ears a bad mind a negative attitude will turn any asset into a liability and vice versa on Saturday night mm -hmm. we we went out we went out to dinner um, we actually went out to celebrate our five-year anniversary because when it happened a week ago and we were in California, everything in California is shut down. So our date night was driving around looking for a place. Driving around a ghost town yeah. to find that nobody's open. But when we were at dinner, there was this, we went out to this, a beautiful like um, farm to table you know, super clean place. Um, and it's called the guest if you're ever in Fort Lauderdale area. So we went out to dinner and right after we ordered our food, this chick came by with a camera and, you know, decided to take photo photos of us. So we we're having a conversation about that. You can, you could tell that she's not from here. Like she looked like she had like an either Ukrainian or Russian origin 
I um, knew immediately what she was up to also. Right. We knew what she was up to and, and we completely embraced it because you know what? We like, we like to support hustlers. And she's like, she want to take a photo? Come close together. So she actually took this like five beautiful photos. Hold on. I'm like, I knew what she was doing. And I was like, you want to take a photo of us? Like, are you going to put it in your bedroom? Like, what are you going to do? Like, I knew she, this, this bitch. And I say this bitch, like endearing, right? This bitch going to come back and try to sell us our photos that she took of them, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, what happened? I'll show, I'll, we can show them what happened. Yeah. So, so she took, so she took five photos of us. Okay. Will happen. I want to, I want to explain what's going on in my mind right now, because this is like, it's very easy to get frustrated. Like we're, we're trying to do a live show and there's people on <laughs> and there's literally people come. asking to come inside I'm to spray the-, the inside of the house, which they're trying to do their job. I get it. Um, but it's strange. You see some guy walking around in the background spraying some stuff. That's kind of weird, right? So I'm I'm doing my best to become. So in, that doesn't that doesn't work. Why? Oh, now we're now we're. <laughs> this is our problem solving, guys. This is the shit that happens every single day to every single one of us. This is not even our topic of the day, but it's so valuable because it I might end up being our topic of the day. I could be very frustrated, and the me of you know however long ago would have been like, ah, this and then that. And then, ah, it's Monday. And it's just one of those days. It's going to be one of those days. If that's what you say, don't ever say, oh, it's just one of those days because you're inviting more of that. Guess what? I had zero control over that, but I'm going to be a human and I'm going to handle it. Right. But I don't have any control. The people come knock. What is going on? If we didn't answer, they would barge in here. Why? Because we don't, we don't own this. We don't rent. We're literally staying here for the week. Um, It's just crazy. Control you when you can't control anything else. Control you. So where were we? We were talking about this photo. We were talking about the hustler, baby. Yeah. So, so she took five photos of us and then 10 minutes later, you know, we're just eating our dinner. And she comes out like with, with, with like a plethora of like five, like four or five frames. photo photos in frames. Like she went through, which I bet you, you know, probably not the best quality of frame. I know that. Right. But it's also like, and you can also probably understand that when people don't want to buy it, like they just take the photo out and they put somebody else's photo in. Right. Yeah. And then the, Reuse it, right? right? So it was like dirty as shit. We're like, you know what? The, it wasn't dirty. We noticed it was that all there the fingerprints. fingerprints. Yeah, it was all the fingerprints yeah, all over it. We pay attention to detail, even in the dark. Yeah. If I were to give her some advice, I would say presentation matters. But um, we ended up with this. Look at what we have here. We ended up with this. Why? Well. The main reason was because we were trying to support the hustle. We know what it we takes. We wanted to support her. We know what it takes. When nobody knows who you are, nobody cares what you do, you're trying to provide a service, you're trying to make a living for yourself, and you're willing to do whatever it takes um, legally and ethically to, to do that. So we're like, yeah, we're going to buy one. But then also it's cool because... 
we'll never forget that night. Mm -hmm. That is our fifth anniversary, fifth year anniversary. We'll never forget that night. Yeah. What was the point of the story? Well, the point of it, we, we were talking about like just making the right decision or just like, yes, like having choices every day. So especially if you're in this country, you have the opportunity to choose every single day, whatever it is that you want to do. It is written in the law. There's millions of people in the world who actually don't. And then we were having a conversation during dinner about the foreign, the foreign hustler. And I was telling Aaron how in the airport, um, I saw that one of the ladies was cleaning the bathroom and I, I, and I thanked her and it literally made her day. And I'm like, isn't it interesting? I'm like, you know, so many people talk about hard work and I'm like, I think that hard work is just a definition that we decide in our own head, you know? And then I was talking about how like Aaron and I, like we work what, like 15, 16 hours a day, but I don't call it hard work because I love what I do. It fulfills me and it makes a positive impact on this world. So for me, it's not hard. Some things are hard as shit. And I was saying, when you're cleaning toilets, that shit's hard work. Most people don't know what hard work is. And but, I also believe that most people in America have not, have not even like seen what hard is. But the reason why they're so scared to change, it went on to this concept of just like weight loss and, and, and just like, you know, success of any kind and why, you know, so many foreigners who come to this country just like end up creating like an incredible lives for themselves is because they know that their future depends on how they show up every single day. Even if that means that they have to clean toilets for 12 hours in this country, they can at least be able to get by. But why is, why is cleaning toilets hard? It's not really that hard. It's, it's not hard physically. You scrub a, a bowl. It's not it's hard, hard, but it's demeaning. It's hard mentally because it's, it's very easy for one to have the mindset of less self-worth when you're cleaning a toilet than when you're helping a millionaire buy a house, right? So um, there's all different varieties of, of hard work. And this can transition even into the topic that we were supposed to talk about today we're supposed to, that we had decided I'm talking about today, which is when you put in the work and you know you're doing the right things, you're making the tough decisions, you're saying no to the dessert at dinner, you're the only one who got a damn salad and it wasn't going to be your first choice, but you know you have discipline, you've got decisions to make, and if you want to get to your goals, you're putting in the work, and then at, on Monday morning, you step on the scale and you don't see any change. What happens in your mind? And it's a question that I've, uh, that I've been getting by a lot of people recently. So like, you know, take this to heart and you might want to listen to this over and over and over again. And in our workshop this weekend, you know, it had nothing to do with, with, with the industry that we're in. But, you know, when I, when I hear other smart people talk about concepts, I'm like, how can I translate it into our own industry? So I created a quote. 
you should probably write this down and you should like say to yourself every single day. You ready? Ready. What the scale says is vanity. What your monthly accountability report says is sanity. We teach this in so many of our programs. When you focus on the wrong things, you end up getting the wrong results. In this industry, the reason why the failure rate is so high in general is because people are focusing on the wrong things. Therefore, they stop too soon. And therefore, they never get the results that they want because they quit. Quitters never win. And winners never quit. Exactly. Under the definition of winning, and we should probably pull up the definition of winning, the word quit does not exist. I can guarantee you that. And, I'm, and English is not even my second language. Dictionary win. But you become a winner. I would say to conquer something. You become a winner with a mentality. Just because you stepped on the scale and the outcome, the current outcome is not what you had expected that does not make you a winner or a loser. It's what you do the second you step off the scale and what you do that day and the week after that and the month after that, that will determine what will happen in your future. And that's what people fail to realize. Most people are too attached to their own emotions. And that's the problem. Words like upset, disappointed, no, to be a winner, you can't be attached to your emotions. It's important to be in tune with yourself. You can be upset. You can be disappointed. You can have frustration. But don't make decisions based on feelings. Because if you make decisions based on feelings, you're always going to retreat. Hold on. That's not in every case, I would argue. Probably not, but I'm talking I'm about in this, in this scenario specifically. Don't, don't make a choice on what you do next based off of your emotion that you have when you step on the scale and don't see the number. Exactly. That, what is going on with this piece of thing here? I'm just annoyed with it. Okay. So, yes. So, the reason that I brought that up is because I don't want people to misconstrue that. Like, oh, I, I, I can never make a decision based off a of feeling. You have intuition for a yes. reason. And there are some decisions that need to be made based off of that. Yes, so there are multiple definitions of the word win. And what it makes me think of actually is that you, it, this is, is it subjective or objective? Subjective, objective. When, but, when it's, when it's, um, when it varies, it's based off of what your idea of winning is. How do you measure a win? In basketball, in football, you measure a win by the person who ends up with the most number of points at the end of the game. When the clock runs out, that's a win, right? What it, how do you determine the win that you're going for? A lot of you determine your win based off of what the number on the scale says. Maybe you should determine whether it's a win or a loss based on the actions that you've taken. Yeah. Because a win is to succeed by striving or effort, okay? To succeed at what? A number on the scale or the things you did? Um, it's to gain victory or overcome an adversity. I would say overcome an adversity is a very universal definition of win. 
Mm-hmm. We just had an adversity. We're trying to do a live show and people came knocking on the door. Before that, we had an, another adversity. Before that, the we internet. got cut off from the internet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've won already two times. We've overcame the adversities. And in our planner, which you can get at shop.erinsreed.com, there is actually a section for wins. If you're not filling it out, start going through your day considering what your wins are. They don't have to be grandiose. You don't have to have hit the, the Tiffany Hughes shout out. Dropped below 200 pounds, finally, right? Has been like, that's been a target. Amen. Right? That's a big win. But those things don't happen every day, and that's okay. So your win doesn't have to be extraordinary every day. The other day, um, it was a, last week we talked about, we were having a couple of tough days. And for those of you who are watching, we talked about it, you heard about it. And for me on those days, they were, they were win. I, I had to find the wins, but I'll tell you, they were not massive wins. But when you find them and you acknowledge them and you can see them, there's a certain amount of extra oomph you have to keep going forward. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge your overcoming of the adversity, big or small. Is a win. Yeah. And going back to the planner, there is a section that says score of the day. So now, if you're in any of our programs, you will know what that means. If not, this is why we tell you, you need to join our programs so that you learn how to play the game right. Okay? But this is your sanity so that when you finish the journal, right, there is what, 90 days here? And you count out what is your total score. Let's say if you if you had 70 out of 90, and then you step on a scale, you should probably expect it to move forward. Not always, but most of the time, yes. Do numbers but most people, but most people are so focused on the wrong things. And that's why they keep either stalling, quitting. Most people quit because they stall and they didn't keep pushing when they stall. Your success is not linear. It's not. You're going to hit breakpoints, many of them. And that's why we always say too, get a coach. Whether it's us, somebody on our team, or it's somebody who's not even like on the ENS army. But make sure that you get a coach who understand what it works, how it works. Macros tell you nothing about the trajectory of your journey. Macros only teach you how to be, to be more dialed in when you already have a good foundation. 
macros will never determine the success of your wellness and your fitness. It could boost your performance when you're already dialed in. Yes, it could. But for 99.999% of you guys, that's like so far off from where you're even at. If that's even what you want. If your paycheck relies on it, then you should probably make it an obligation at some point after you've built a strong foundation. But so many people get distracted by, by who's at the top in any area of life. And comparing. And, and, there's, and, and they see this post and like they compare themselves without having any context to what happened between now and however long they've been on their journey. So they have this thing called false expectation. They see the body of a CrossFit Games athlete. Do you know how long, how many years they've been training? Do you know what kind of sacrifices they make on a regular basis? It's cool to see a photo of somebody looking shredded and ripped. It is cool. But it takes a while. Like it doesn't happen in, in 80 days or 90 days or even 100 days. Rome was not built in a day. I want to pull up an email because I want to get the name right. Cassandra. Cassandra and I have been emailing back and forth. And I'm not sure if you're here watching this live. Um, but, you know, the initial question was about protein. And, you know, here's my goals. Here's where I'm at, which was an amazing email when somebody just says, can you help me? I'm like, with what? I don't know. <laughs> Those are tough DMs. Um, but, you know, it was about protein. And I know I'm going to get to the point of, of comparison and, and photos of and, and the good and the bad and the ugly of seeing uh, images of other people that you're inspired by. Right. Now, um, I actually asked her, hey, can you send me? We had a little bit of a conversation. I said, can you send me a photo of you now? And a photo of um, something that when you look at that picture, you're inspired because that just gives me an idea of she's wanting to put on muscle, right? So how much muscle you're wanting to put on? Um, is there body fat to get rid of? How much, if any, you know, um, and, and where do we go with this, right? Now, there's a good reason to look at photos of other people who are at the top of their game in a certain area or hear about or whatever, you know, um, now the good thing is inspiration, right? People make vision boards, you know, you got whatever, you know, I'm going to put the G wagon on the board. I'm going to put this girl with her six pack and her awesome shoulders. I'm going to put, um, this vacation to Hawaii and you're big, you're envisioning, right? There's a beauty in that mm -hmm. because you're putting the image in your mind. Now, the downside to that is comparison, self-doubt, self, um, lower self-worth, lower self-confidence, lower self-esteem, um, self-judgment, um, you know, comparing yourself like w without understanding what that person has done to get to where they are 
or how long they've been working on getting to where they are. Can I add something? Yes. It's good to have somebody to look up to for a context of what you want to get to, but not to contrast, not to contrast you and them. Because then you get to this comparative state and you start beating yourself down. And when you get into this state, you are now putting negative energy into it. So you're not going to move forward because whoever wants to do the right thing when they feel like, you know, and that's why we were talking about like the lady at the airport cleaning the toilets. It's hard to do the right thing when you are in a negative state. So if you are consistently doing it, like the lady who's cleaning the toilet, man, I commend her. Because that shit is demeaning. I mean, unless you truly love cleaning toilets. Well. Right? Knowing how society is, like, people don't give a shit. Like, have you, like, and I don't know if this goes the same for, like, dudes. I I didn't walk into a dude's bathroom. But, like, man, like, a lot of women, too, it's like, when, like, yeah, no. It's just... Please clean after yourself, even when you go to a public restroom. Treat it like it's your own home, because there is somebody who is whose job is to keep it clean. I think there's more pee on a toilet seat in the girls' bathroom, because we hover over that shit. It sprays. You can't control things sometimes. Dudes, they use the toilet to poop, unless you're, like, old and you tuck it in. I'm just being real right now. Um, but... You know, there's extreme aim when it comes to that. If you're a man, peeing on the toilet seat. I mean, peeing into the toilet. Sorry, sitting. Okay. Anyways, you get what I'm saying. That was completely a side topic. Um, But yes, the contrast is to compare in order to show unlikeness or differences. If you're comparing or if you're contrasting, right, to show an unlikeness, you get defeated. Yep. You know? Um... I'm sure the chat is blowing up with like, I'm 12 and I like to add entertainment to these shows. Cause for one, I, I, in my own personal opinion, I'm good at it. Um, and also doesn't it make you want to watch? You're like, why are you talking about pee in a toilet seat? That's weird. Anyways. Um, so it's completely irrelevant, but, um, you know, okay. So back to what I was saying is it's good to have an image and, and photos and things that inspire it, but you have to be mindful and intentional about how you use them. Yes. Yes. We don't know anything about, if you don't know anything about that person's life, whoever it is, uh, I want to say Brooke Ence is the first person that came to my mind, but like, if you don't know anything about that person's life, how they lived, how long they've been training, what kind of training they do, how they eat, how they plan, how they prepare, how they travel, how they sleep, how they recover, when they get massages. If you don't what sacrifices they make on a daily basis. Yeah, if you don't know any of that, then you it's not fair to compare. So, it's good to utilize to your advantage, but be mindful because you can also deflate yourself heavily use it to fuel your fire and not to bring you down 
But most people get wrapped up in, you know, this comparative analysis. So they stop doing the right thing because they're like, shit, I'm not there. This is not for me. Said who? Anything in life is possible. It just takes extreme consistency and discipline. And that's why I will tell you guys this. Everybody says they want a six-pack. Not everybody's willing to do whatever it takes. And getting a six-pack is not as hard as having a six-pack for a long time. And that is the difference between bodybuilding and CrossFit. And when I hear people, oh, I want to do bodybuilding, I ask why. Because it's not about, an, bodybuilding is an event. Now, I'm not saying that all bodybuilding is wrong. Like CrossFit, The CrossFit Games is an event. Well, I'm, I'm just talking about people who want to do body, like who, who want to do a show. That's an event. It is an event. Right. I should just shut up and let you get to your point. But getting abs, like you can do a cut, a bodybuilding cut. And, and get abs in probably like a couple of weeks of extreme strict eating. Which, if you haven't built habits leading up to it, the chances of you wanting to continue with that afterwards is extremely not sustainable. So it's a process. Not getting it, but having it is a process. It takes extreme diligence, discipline, determination in anything and everything that you do just like how you guys treat your careers so many people like are so diligent with one area of their life but then i'm like why aren't you diligent with other areas of your life you've already shown yourself that you can be consistent at something but most people have these limiting beliefs that if you're a hustler then you're meant to have a soft body no it's just because you went into it with with the concept of not harmonizing it. And that's okay. You just didn't learn how to build habits. But you have a choice to work on it every single day or not. And either way, it's okay, but just own it. What Sari is saying is that your success in this journey is not an event. Mm -hmm. It's a process. And if you don't enjoy the process, you're also not going to enjoy the event. Mm -hmm. And you're probably going to self-sabotage after. And you may not even get there. And if you do get there, you're probably not going to stay there. Mm -hmm. There's one way to get and sustain, and that's to, to find your love within the process. Right? So when you go, going back around full circle... When you, when you put in the work, you step on the scale and you feel disappointed, just throw the scale away. Throw the scale away and change your focus. Throw the scale away and change what you define as a win or as success. Because at the end of the day, we all want to look good because it makes us feel better about ourselves. Like, there, I would say there are maybe a small handful of people who really, truly, 100% deep down don't give a shit about what they look like. But for the most of society, and I don't even believe just for vanity reasons, when you know you're treating yourself well, and you know you're taking good care of yourself, which is the process, 
you feel better about you from a physical standpoint, from a confidence, which would be mental and an emotional standpoint, you just feel better about yourself and that increases your level of confidence. What else increases your level of confidence is your ability to continuously overcome adversities, continuously win. We work out first thing in the morning, ideally, because that's a win and it starts the momentum. And when you can pick up that momentum and you get consistency, you now have a greater level of confidence. And then with confidence refuels and it goes around. You're more confident. So you enjoy the results, which means you keep doing what you need to be doing and you're more consistent and it goes around, right? So if you fail to fall in love with the process, you will always be trying and we'll always be trying anyways, but you will be always struggling in your efforts to reach a destination, but it's not about the destination. If you've ever chased a rainbow, you never find the end of it because it keeps moving. The target keeps moving. And that's what keeps you chasing. I see it. I'm so close. Ah, dang, it moved, but I still see it. Ah, and you just set new targets, but you have to fall in love with the process. And it's about who you become by the time you arrive. It's the, it's the mental skills that you build. Mm -hmm. It's the process skills that you build. It's the um, mental resiliency and toughness and grit that you build. It's the getting comfortable being uncomfortable that you develop. Those things transform your being, you as a person. That's when you get to keep the results that you've earned. And that's when you feel the best about those results. Let me ask you something, hypothetical, rhetorical, but, and some of you in this room may have had some kind of weight loss procedure or surgery or something done. Um, and some of you haven't. Now, let me ask you, if you have a procedure done to lose weight, or if you've put in the hard work consistently to lose weight, which one do you feel better about? Success is earned, not bought, not given. And it comes with one decision every moment. And they're not always the best decisions. I've made bad decisions. I, make ba I continue to make bad decisions. I'm sure I'll continue to make bad decisions. But it's part of growth. If you don't make bad decisions, you can't learn. And you can't be better. Hmm. But you have to be aware of. You have to be aware of there's something that's on the forefront of my mind that I need to get better at. I'm very aware of it. I've not made the best decisions regarding this thing. But because I'm aware, I have a choice. There comes that word again, choice. I have a choice. I get to choose. Am I going to blame something for why I'm not good at this thing and I haven't made the best decisions at it? Or am I going to say, well, shit, maybe it's a little embarrassing that I made bad decisions or choices or didn't make any choices at all except for to not choose. And am I going to be committed to getting better at that thing and making, learning how to make better choices at it? 
that's a choice too. Which direction am I going to go? Am I going to blame or am I going to own it? And then when I blame, that's the end of the road. When I own it, now I have another decision. Am I going to change it or am I going to feel bad for myself? If I'm going to change it, now I have more decisions again, right? Everything is a choice. Choose the process. Truthfully, that's why it's important for everybody to have mentors. Ask any successful person, really successful person in life, if they have a mentor and they will always say yes. I would, I would say the more, more successful you are, the more mentors you have. The more you need to and you yeah. understand and you embrace it. Why? Because mentors, when you have a mentor, you have access to a better system of decision making. Because the decisions that we make today are dictated based on the experience we've had in the past. In order for us to take it to the next level, to take ourselves from our present self to our future selves, we have to do and experience things that we haven't yet done before. So if, you, if you're here, if you're here, all you know is what has led you to here and you want to get here. Now, if you have a mentor who's here, you have access to everything that you need to do in order to get there. And that's why when you ask, what do I get when I join the raw transformation? I'm like, for one, you're gonna, you're gonna get a bunch of stuff, but that doesn't matter. What matters is what you do with it. Mm-hmm. The most successful people in any program has nothing to do with the resources. All of you guys get the same resources. It's what you do with it that matters. Because by the end of the day, every single day, You get to decide, you get to choose, and you get to act. That's it. I want to address uh, Michelle Marshall here. And I think that I can say something that may change your perspective. Um, She said, is there anything that you'd recommend to keep moving forward when you go through a tragedy? I feel so lost. I'm in a dark like I'm in a dark hole yet floating like a leaf in the wind at the same time. So all, all my goal is, is to change the the pair of glasses you have on right now and replace them with a set of lenses that show you a different, a different view, right? If you're standing on one street corner, you can only see what's in front of you in that corner. And it is one view. If you go over to the other corner, you cross the crosswalk and then you cross the crosswalk and you go over there, you see a completely different view. You're standing in the exact same place, exact same circumstances, but you see it a different way. So all we need to do is turn you. Right now, your focus is on the tragedy and whatever it is, my heart goes to you. We all experience shitty things in life. Um, there's no point in comparing. Don't compare your bad situation to somebody else's bad situation. They're all bad. If it's bad in your mind, it's bad, right? So the goal is, um, and I always, I will never forget this quote by Maya Angelou. She said, if you don't like something, change it. And if you can't change it, change your attitude. 
And what Sarit and I always talk about is what is it that we have control over hmm. in this moment when they were knocking on our door? We don't have control over that. They're going to do what they're going to do. There's no way to control what Mother Nature does. There's no way to control what other people do. There's a way to influence, but at the end of the day, you can't make somebody do anything. You can't make somebody say anything or act any certain way. It's their choice. You can't control um, natural disasters. Can't prevent them from happening. We can't prevent, you know, unfortunately, like people getting hit by cars or just all this stuff like is so out of our control that when you recognize that, you realize that the time you spend, and I would say the amount of your life or time and energy that you put into focusing on what is causing you to suffer is only causing more suffering. And something that I tell myself personally all the time when something happens in a way that doesn't feel good to any extent is why is this happening for me? There is a purpose for everything that happens. And I don't know if you like, I'm not like a religious, religious person, but I'm a very like spiritual person. And I believe that everything happens on purpose. Mm-hmm. It's our job to find what, what is the purpose for me in this moment? It doesn't feel good. I acknowledge that. But what can I do with it? that will help me to get a win. What can I do with this? Maybe it's a thought you have. Maybe it's an action you take. What can I do with this that will help me to have a win? It doesn't have to be a tragedy either. It can just be something, it can just be something that happens that you didn't want to happen or that you didn't expect to happen. I don't know why, but the, like, the example of a, Getting a flat tire always comes to my mind. Like, got a flat tire. It's not something. And I, like, I didn't get in my car to go to work to be like, oh, right. Looking forward to the flat tire I'm going to get today. Right? And you have to handle it. You don't have control. You got a flat tire. What are you going to? It's what's done is done. We have no control. Right? Don't try to control the uncontrollable. Control here. Control here. Right? I hope that helps. Um, I am not a mental therapist, but this is just perspectives on when things don't go the way that you would want them to go and when it's hard to handle. Yeah. Um, I want to give a shout out to one of our inner circle clients, Taylor Richardson. On, on Wednesday's call, when we had the, the, the get to know the tribe better call, um, you know, people were sharing their stories and stuff. And, you know, like Taylor had had a tragic story, but Taylor turned it around. And some, some, one thing that she said that was really powerful is it doesn't matter like what tragedy you've been through. You guys, we've all been through tragedies. That's the reality of it. Um, if you're currently going th- through it, our heart goes back, to, g- goes out to you, you know, that's like lean into this community. But don't be so fixated on your tragedy that on.
is of becoming a tragedy. So many people end up being fixated on one tragedy that the rest of their life looks like a tragedy. Mm-hmm. You have a choice. Taylor Richardson had a choice. And she said, you know what? She's like, it doesn't matter what I've gone through. I know that there is somebody somewhere out there who's been through more than I was. So I acknowledge what is it that I can be grateful for today, regardless of what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Things in life happen for you. So if you want a mindset booster, I challenge you to ask, how could this has happened for me? What is the lesson behind this? Regardless of how it feels. We were watching... Uh, Um, a movie that's based on a true story the other day. It was a fucking tragedy. But the the beautiful thing that came out of it was like an incredible charity. Just because it was tragic doesn't mean that it was bad. And that was the lesson of this movie. Mm -hmm. Is that you know what? Like the fact that now the dude is gone doesn't mean that it's bad. We just feel bad in the moment because we miss him. But it's up to us to create something great out of it. And they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So know that. Accept and acknowledge that things happen for you that might not feel good in the moment. But does that mean that it's actually bad on a universal term? So many people get fixated on the current event, on the current emotion. Instead of stepping out for a second... And making it universal. And that goes to anything. Let's say, you know, you ended up eating more than you had hoped to. Step out of it and ask yourself, like, like, what is the lesson from this? So many people let one event of like eating one piece of cake become like a a 20 pound weight gain. And I used to be one of those people. But when you start becoming a critical thinker with regards to any aspect of your life, good or bad, you start taking ownership of your life and you start understanding that you have a choice. But you have to own it for better or for worse. And this right here, that daily score, that's you taking ownership of how you showed up today. Stepping on the scale has nothing to do with taking ownership. It's about, let me see the outcome. It's like, it's like, it's like looking at your, ba- at your bank statement. You're not where you want to be. Good, go do something about it. But so many people end up making excuses instead. No, I can't. We were talking to this girl who was talking to us about one of the programs that we took. She's like this and that and that. And like, we literally like straight up called her out, like ended up walking away. Because when you're an excuse maker, you don't even realize how you're just making excuses. And it's frustrating. Nobody can change you if you don't want to open up your mind. And I think that that's why, you know, we're having these conversations and why you guys are here. Because deep down on a subconscious level, you know that. 
It's not easy because it's different. And chances are, is that most people in life have validated you when you had that extra piece of cake. Oh, honey, it's not the end of the world. It's okay. I know how that feels. Tomorrow we can start doing keto together. No. Tomorrow we're going to do guilt cardio together. I know you've been through that shit. I have been too. Or maybe they'll just tell you, no, it's all right. Live a little. I don't understand how you don't do that all the time. Average people will justify why their average reasoning makes sense to them. They will subconsciously try to pull you down, though they have the best intentions ever. But it's up to you to be a critical thinker and realize that and say, this is dangerous to who I'm becoming. And I got to put borders in my life. Boundaries. Boundaries are borders to your decision making, to your choices, to how you want to live your life. I hope that helps whoever made that comment. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we're, we're, we're all experience things like that regularly. It's yeah. just the scale of, of dramatic is just different. So, you know, if you did the TKC, there was a day where the challenge was to get outside your comfort zone multiple times. And the reason is because I don't know why you uh, you keep moving or or, or just uh, I'm trying to get the camera. On. I think it's like the sun and the clouds. No, I'm talking about you. You're not on the camera. Okay, oh. there we go. Um, <laughs> I there are when you get uncomfortable. The more times that you do anything, the better you get at it. The more times you do anything. Repetition. Consistently. If you started writing the alphabet with your non-dominant hand, like I did when I got Saturday school in high school because I was a little asshole, you're going to get better at writing with your non-dominant hand. But it's uncomfortable. You're like, that's how we write to each other, by the way, when we're speaking Bo for Boogie. When Boogie is writing for us. Yeah. When, when it's Boogie language, we have to write with our non-dominant hand because it's from Boogie. If you're a dog mom, you get it. If you're an animal mom, you get it. Um, but, you know, if it, the more times you do something, regardless of how uncomfortable it is, the more comfortable you get at it. That's it. So maybe challenge yourself. Literally put yourself in uncomfortable situations. I actually did it today. I don't know for those of you who are on Clubhouse, there was a, a thing on there. And when I get into a room, I just raise my hand. I don't even know what the conversation is, but I want to be better at speaking in front of large audiences. I'm, I, I don't, it doesn't seem like I'm a, you know, um, like a nervous person and, when I speak in front of people, um, when all those people already know who I am, it's easy. Mm -hmm. But when those people don't know who you are, there's a certain amount of impression that you're in the back of your mind, you're trying to make, and it makes you nervous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? So 
I, I, I do things like that on purpose all the time. Yesterday we ran. I said I wanted to see how far I could go in 30 minutes because it was really unfucking comfortable to run that fast. It was uncomfortable to run that fast for that long. Mm-hmm. That was a physical discomfort, but it required mental resiliency. I did it on purpose because I want to train myself to be uncomfortable because when I'm in uncomfortable situations, I have more of a natural knee-jerk reaction to handle them and not crumble. You get me? It can be small. Talking to a stranger. Maybe something that something that scares you. I'm not saying if it's dangerous, like, oh, well, go jump off a cliff into water that you don't know what's underneath it, like, kind of terrifies you. But, you know, certain situations that you know you're not going to die. If you talk to a stranger, you're not going to die if... You know, you go for a a walk, jog, if you haven't done anything for three years, you know, just get outside your comfort zone constantly. I feel like I play these mind games with myself so often. I don't even realize how much I do it. We do that on purpose. Multiple times. It's a habitual thing for us because that's what growth requires. Discomfort. When you get into body comp mode, the scale does not move anymore. It doesn't. And if you've been trying to lose weight and now like you're on body comp and you know, like you're working on building muscle, scale's going to go up if you're doing the right things. Imagine the mind fuck. But when you know that your habits are on point and you're measuring based on your effort and your integrity, then it doesn't matter what the scale says. Weight loss is actually the simplest form of body manipulation. Body comp, lean body comp, gaining muscle. That's way harder. And I think I also do things like that because... I like to feel like a winner. And when I do something that's uncomfortable and I accomplish, I feel like I won. Mm-hmm. On Clubhouse today, I, I spoke and I said something. Like I, I, I got into a position that was like a little bit uncomfortable. I was like, I don't, I don't know, but let me just go for it. And I felt better. Because I overcame something I was scared of. This morning? Yeah. Nice. I want to hear about it later. Yeah. So the more times you can do little things like that, ask yourself, what's the worst that's going to happen if I get uncomfortable in this way? Yep. Are you going to lose a limb or die? No? Then go for it. Are you going to hurt anybody? No? Go for it. It's weird to see myself chewing gum. As long as you do it with integrity and authenticity, just go for it. Fear not, then you should ask yourself, why am I acting a fool? All right. Well, hey. Let's close it up for today. got to wrap it up. 
You guys are amazing. Thank you for bearing with us. Thank you for being patient. It's incredible. There's still 80 some people here with all the <laughs> madness that we had at the beginning of this. But you guys, we're here for you. We are working on being the best leaders that we can be for ourselves, for you guys, for our team. And for this world. And for this world. And it is about you. This is about you. you. Keep showing up for you. You guys, the world needs this mission so bad. And you guys are extensions of the mission. So if you found value from today's episode, or maybe you found a little bit of humor, especially at the beginning with all of the things that we had going on, then do us a small favor and please share this video with somebody in your life that you care about who you think will get value as well. Okay, if you're watching this on YouTube, then do us a huge favor and please hit the subscribe button um, so that more people can see these videos and make a positive impact on their life and on the lives of those around them. And if you're watching this on, if you're listening to this on podcast, then please um, also leave a review and subscribe. We'll be extremely grateful. You guys, we, we come here and we chat with you literally for like five hours every single week. Why? As an honor and a pleasure. Because we know that, that you're worth it. And we wish that we had somebody sharing with us these things when we very first started. Because we know what it's like to be in your shoes. Mm -hmm. So we're here to help. So this is about you, for you. But if you're slightly grateful for this, then just share the love. Share okay? The love. Pay it forward. That's all that we ask. We love you guys. We hope that you have a beautiful week ahead. Raw transformation. Happy day one. We're kicking it off. We're going to see you guys in a few short hours in the inner circle. Same with you guys. We love you guys so much. And we hope that you have the best day wherever you are. Beast Coast. Best Coast. It don't matter. Did you say Beast Coast? I got it from Stacey K. She said, coast. she said East Coast, East Coast. I like it. That's I'm, good. I know that is good. Thanks, Stacey. Yes. Thank you for listening right, to Espresso so with Erin and Bye, Siri. Bye. On your way out, be sure to check out our website, erinandsiri.com, to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff. And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review. Wink, wink. And remember, life is more fun when you subscribe to Erin and Sarit.